Thank you for listening to this artist talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. In this live recording, Rini Kulicher explains her work on display in Sappers and Shrapnel, Contemporary Art and the Art of the Trenches. This exhibition is free to attend and is showing until the 29th of January 2017. You are sitting amongst a work of art called Jiroro Jiroro and um, Rini and Linda will talk more about that. This is the work of the Jumpy Desert Weavers, a collective of women who work across the Nangajara, Pitanjara, Yankanjara lands. This particular work was developed over the desert camp that Fiona alluded to, and Rini is one of the artists in this display. The work behind me, just to, to make things clear in this space, because you've got three artists and three bodies of work in concert, is a work by Tony Albert called Universal Soldier, and the works on the north and south walls, respectively, are by Olga Saronis, who will be talking about her work following this. Now, we, we have the great honour of introducing Rini Kulicha, but also Linda Riv, and Linda has worked with the Jumpy Desert Weavers for some time and many, many artists working across the centre and is a fluent Pitanjara speaker. So I, we also have Jo Foster here, even though she's reluctant. Oh, you've moved a little bit closer, that's good. <laughs> jo Foster, as Fiona mentioned, yeah, exactly. Can you come down here, please? Jo Foster, Jo Foster makes these things happen. So Jo Foster was, you know, started, posed the very question of what are the trenches? So to the Anangu women, ask the question of, well, what are the trenches of your time? So these works come out of those conversations and that hard work. I'm going to hand over. Can you welcome them? Hello everyone and thanks for having us. It's, uh, it's fantastic to be here and to hear these stories. This story here all around us is a story for Aboriginal people, but it's also a story for white people, and it's a story that's jidru jidru. That means it's really sad, it's a story of tragedy, but it's our story here, and it's a very tragic and sad story, jidru jidru. But we're all of one spirit, and we all have the same sorts of feelings, and so we can all understand and commiserate with each other. This story here today for us is about our people that are not here, our people that are gone, that are dead, people that never were, people that never lived. Palo 
On our land, or far away from our land, the Maralinga bomb tests occurred. And even though they were quite a distance away, a wind blew the fallout onto our land. And that fallout affected all of our people. I wasn't born when this happened. My grandparents, my grandmother and grandfather, my father and my mother, they were there, they were alive. And it's them that experienced it and many of them got sick and a lot of our people died at that point. This story then was passed down to my generation and I grew up with this knowledge that we had suffered bombs and we had lost people because of that and this story just continues to be told. We still keep talking about it. And we look at and understand the effect of war on our people. It's like we are in a war zone, we have experienced a war zone. We know about war, we had Warmala, these are armies, and we know about armies. White people's armies, Arnangal people's armies. There have been wars, and we've experienced what it is to be in a war. People are lost and people feel great sadness. But animals are experience this as well. Animals also experience grief and loss. In particular, dogs, papa. Dogs are very attuned to people and dogs know when people are gone. Dogs wait for people to come home. Sometimes their owners never come home and those dogs are then bereft. We see those dogs. We know those dogs howl and cry for their owners that never make it home. Papa nera barubanya nyinara nyakube mpandilpe ngayo kuchantu pijanja uya ngai unola pe photo pandira nyakula 
dogs have got heightened senses, they've got great noses, they can sniff, they know when their owners are coming because they can detect their scent and their aroma. But when the owner never comes home, the dog is sniffing, looking and listening and sniffing and waiting and he never gets to smell his owner again and the dogs just cry and howl. On our country, on our lands, there's a lot of tears shed, there's a great deal of sadness. Because of the loss of so many people, we all are affected by that fallout. And no family was not affected. No family escaped that. Every family was affected. And down through the ages, it's caused the death of people for various reasons. And our cemeteries are full up. <laughs> Look, I'm happy to be talking to you today and, you know, happy for this opportunity, but there's no denying that my entire body is feeling the, the great sadness and it, it's a it's a remembered feeling in the in the whole body and and the mind and the spirit there's a constant nagging grief there every single day it never goes away <laughs> Looking over here at the baby capsule, that story is about babies that are being born full of potential, full of potential for a life to grow up to be a big girl or a big boy, an old man or an old woman, and to live a good full life. But so many times it doesn't happen and that life never happens because the baby just is not alive anymore. Look, 
over there is a, a bed, and that bed represents uh, somebody that lay in that bed that was very sick. You know, we held out hope that they'd survive and live a full life, but no, they didn't make it. They died, and then the, the bed is a... It's a metaphor for a grave also, and our graves are full of the dead bodies of people that never lived. There are a number of prams in this room. That's, that's a big thing. The prams should have held a living baby that made it into a, a wonderful adult. But the babies, for all these reasons, didn't make it. The babies are dead now. Here we have a little wagon, little trailer, and uh, it, it's, it's there to say that, um, you know, people, people died in the early days when there were wagons and horses and uh, their dead bodies would have been carried in a wagon. These flowers here, they're, they're pretty flowers, but they do uh, represent sadness. And so though they're, though they're very pretty, they really mean um, nothing but sadness for us. And so in our cemeteries, we like to decorate them with fake flowers. And, um, you know, though they're very pretty, their meaning is, is very, very sad for us. When we made these pieces, we were in the desert and we we all got together in the workshop and we went to the rubbish dump and collected all sorts of things. We just looked and looked and looked at everything, trying to decide whether we could use it or not. And we just collected everything and brought back lots and lots of little things 
to the workshop and then worked out how we would use them, all sorts of things, and we put them together and used them to make these pieces here. We put everything together using these um, these materials that you can see. So there's uh, these found objects. There's also raffia and wool and wire and other items, bits of metal, and um, also. Um, bits of wood, yeah, sharpened sticks. That's a traditional way of um, sticking things together. We held things together with, with sharpened sticks. Yeah, porno. Yeah. Oh, the boards are walkable. Oh, walkable. 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 On some of the items you can see walker boards. These are um, small boards that have been decorated using hot wire, like a poker. So you heat the wire till it's red hot and then you burn the design onto the wood and then it's painted afterwards. <laughs> We've also got uh, carved artifacts which are over there, the, um, the wooden lizards. You can see that's um, what we call purno and they're, they're carved pieces that we use to decorate that piece there to use as pushing handles, but also just to say that the desert is full of lots of little reptiles running around all the time that are doing well. The workshops are a good opportunity for us women to all get together. We all know each other and we work together really well. We've, we've got a great team. So everyone um, comes together in the one location and then it's a fantastic opportunity to talk things through, to, to retell the stories and to increase our knowledge. <laughs> So we women, the Jumpy Desert Weavers, we come from a really massive uh, area of land in Central Australia that goes right across to Western Australia, Northern Territory and South Australia. So it's a big, big area, but we're all one mob and uh, we're all Jumpy Desert Weavers. 
So we're, um, we all know what we're doing and uh, we, we have these great collaborative teams. Again, it's an, it's an honor to be here today and to be talking to you. I'm very excited and, and thanks for having me. We're all. Thank you. It's an honour to have you here. Thank you so much to Rene Kulicha and to Linda Riv. We've got probably just a couple of questions, a couple of minutes for questions, if there are some questions from the audience. Uh, the point made about the kind of extraordinary geography that the Jumpy Desert Weavers encompasses must be said and big thanks to the Jumpy Desert Weaver team that operate out of Wilkinson Circuit in um, Alice Springs. This is actually Fiona's work and it sits in concert with the work by Ninika Lewis, uh, by Janet Inika here, by Mary Pan over here, uh, the collaborative work, uh, Rini's work here, Erica Shorty's work. So you've got several women from Amata, from Ernabella, from Murujulu, all working together to make this incredible work, Jiruru, Jiruru. Have you, has anyone got some questions? A question. We're gonna go home with heavy hearts today, aren't we? I just want to say, to add to, I just want to say a, another big thank you to Jo. I know she's just sitting in the back, like, you know, but I tell you what, these workshops don't happen without a huge amount of work. And so much of it is achieved single-handedly from Jo to get everything together, drive everyone days across the desert, pack everything up, make sure everyone's got what they need all the time for the workshop with food, materials, help make people's work. The list goes on. Hey, thanks, Joe. I hope we can do it again. 